Today we have one of Jesus's most famous statements. We all know it well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. But right before we also hear one of our Lord's most cryptic and mysterious statements, he says to Nicodemus, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. This begs a couple of questions. What does Jesus mean when he speaks of the serpent that Moses lifted up in the wilderness? And how are these two statements connected? The answer to these questions ultimately lies in the cross of Jesus Christ. But in order to grasp what Jesus is talking about, first we must go back to the Old Testament, to the story of the bronze serpent. Oftentimes, we do have to look at the Old Testament if we wish to comprehend what Jesus is saying. The story of the bronze serpent comes at a time when the Israelites are wandering in the wilderness. They are grumbling about having nothing to eat or drink, even though God has provided them the manna from heaven. Nonetheless, they ask Moses, why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? God's response to this grumbling is to send fiery serpents, which bite the Israelites, causing many people to die. The Israelites immediately repent, which they often do after receiving punishment for turning away from God. The Lord then instructs Moses to make a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. He says that anyone who has, bitten and look, who has been bitten and looks at the bronze serpent shall live. And so it happened. Any Israelite who had fallen ill with a snake bite would simply look at the bronze serpent and be healed. Now, this story of the serpents in the desert brings to mind the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. For they too rejected heavenly food, the fruit of the tree of life, and a serpent came and brought death upon them. The serpent tricked Adam and Eve into original sin, and death entered the world. And so what's happening to the Israelites in the desert is, in a sense, a recapitulation of the fall of Adam and Eve. Just as Adam and Eve rejected God in the garden, so too did the Israelites in the desert. But what does all of this mean for today's gospel? It actually all makes sense when you understand the cross of Jesus Christ. Because while Jesus takes us back in history with his words, he more importantly points forward to the cross. For on the cross, Jesus will take the sin of humanity upon himself, and in doing so, he takes the principal weapon of the devil so that it too might be crucified with him. St. Paul tells us that Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for our sake so that we might become the righteousness of God. This is to say that Jesus became the sin bearer so that each one of us might have life, that we might be saved from the very serpent, the devil, who seeks to destroy us. 
for it is this same serpent who brought sin and death upon humanity in Eden, in the wilderness, and who continues to do so in our world today. But we have the antidote that saves us from the poisonous bite of the enemy. We have the cure for sin, and that is the cross of Jesus Christ. Because just as the bronze serpent was lifted up in the desert, Jesus is lifted up on the cross. Not only is he physically lifted up from earth, he is lifted up in exaltation, for the cross is the great moment when Jesus reveals God's love for the world. And so just as the Israelites would have looked upon the bronze serpent and seen the effects of their sin, when we look upon the cross of Christ, we too see the the effects of our own sinfulness. And just as the Israelites were restored to life, the same can be said for us if we look upon Christ's cross with faith. Today's gospel invites us to deepen our faith by looking at Christ crucified and to see the price paid for our sins, which was the shedding of his blood on Calvary, to look prayerfully at the image of Christ dying on the cross with his arms outstretched in perfect love is to behold a great mystery. The cross calls us to conversion and summons us to repent and turn away from sin so that we might have true freedom, that is, freedom over sin and even freedom over death. For the cross, as we know, is the only way to eternal life. Consider the good thief who hung upon a cross next to Jesus. We might say that he was the first to experience the saving power of Christ on the cross because because he saw the crucified Christ, confessed his sin, and was immediately promised that he would be in paradise that very day. Listen to John 3.16 again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. All of scripture and all of Christian life can be summed up in these beautiful words of Jesus. For yes, man has fallen into sin, but Jesus Christ has taken on the punishment for us and has given us the gift of eternal life. Today we celebrate Laetare Sunday, which marks the midway point in the Lenten season. Laetare means rejoice, and we have the reason for our rejoicing, and that is the cross of Christ. For as we persevere in our Lenten disciplines and embrace our own crosses, we realize that approaching Christ's cross also means that we are approaching our redemption As we look ahead to Good Friday, our joy should increase because we know that Christ's victory over death is near. For the cross, even though it is a sign of our own sinfulness, is even more so a reality of Christ's merciful love and his victory over sin and death. So let us persevere with joy in carrying our own crosses knowing that the great joy of Easter lies ahead.
Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.